I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop. Right now I have Johannes Eckerstrom, lead vocalist from Avatar from Sweden. He's actually living now in Helsinki, Finland. Um... They have a new album coming out called Hunter Gatherer out August 7th on E1 Records. They have a, a, a single that's been released. You probably heard it by now. Um, first off, I, ju- I just kind of wanted to check in with it with you. How have the last couple months treated you and, and how have you been staying sane and safe during like the lockdown, during the pandemic? It's been a weird time, man. How have you been? I have, I, I, I really can't complain. Thank you. It's, uh, as far as it goes, people close to me, you know, my my circle of loved ones and all that, mm-hmm. uh, they've been all been doing well. Good. Uh, especially when it comes to, you know, my, my parents have had the privilege of the fact that my family has a summer house that they use all year round. So they could do their isolation yeah. in a place they like to spend time anyway mm-hmm. and stay safe. And yeah, like uh, I... For you know personal reasons here at home, I have had extra reason in participating and being extra careful and locking down more than has been than otherwise would have been asked uh, from me from the states here from the state here, so to speak. Uh, but you know, I'm in good company. Got the wife and the dog and all the birds on the island. It's oh. <laughs> actually I. I'm extremely familiar with the, you know, immediate vicinities of our home now more than I've ever been in the in the years that I've been that we've been living here. So, which uh, I guess this has really set in stone that one day, when it's time to uh, put the boots and uh, the face paint on the sh- and the hat and the cane on the shelf, yeah, and gonna limp away from the limelight. I guess ornithology will be a huge hobby. <laughs> Oh, all right. So you know, it's it's fine. You know, we've been I've been able to work with things related to the band. Yeah. We weren't we didn't have anything booked in this period anyway. Okay. Now, as we enter the summer, I will start seeing in the calendar shows that we were supposed to play and we won't. And at some point, abstinence is going to kick in. But uh, again, for the time being, if for me personally, it could have been much worse. That's uh, good to hear, man. Um, how, how have you been staying busy, like on a day to day basis, aside from band stuff? Have you b- picked up any hobbies, or been going on walks, or been been uh, you know watching some movies that you wanted to revisit? How you been uh, staying busy? All of the above, I would say. I'm more disciplined in uh, 
in the home workout regimens okay. has been a big thing. So yoga stuff mainly, and yeah, like like I said, exploring this island we live on, mm. uh, and the nature life there. <laughs> we got a, became friends with. Uh, we read about I read about the city birds, those kind of you know those that you can see kind of everywhere, and the intelligence of crows. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've been running this experiment as. You know, we can't see our own families or our friends, but we start to befriend this little crow family with the help of uh, corn. Cool. And they start to recognize us, and we start to really uh, hang with them. Nice. Uh, so, so that, as far as hobbies goes, that and then my wife is a way better photographer than I am, so I just point at things. That looks nice, and she takes the good pictures of it. Uh, and, and so... Uh, passive secondhand, uh, like secondhand smoking. I've been doing secondhand nature photography. Nice, dude. You know that you're really starting to relax when you become friends with crows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's actually very true. But other than that, I feel like the days just—I don't know—we fill them up easily. I've, like now, was we're talking is already the beginning of the evening here, and I still have. So much to do, you know. Yeah, and it's uh, so. But I never had problems staying busy with work or fun things, you know. Like it's, uh, I can't remember last time I was actually bored. Yeah. So. All right, man. That's good, dude. Uh, that's cool to hear. And and uh, you know, I was just I've just been curious about you know how people are spending their time. It's good to hear that you're kind of maybe uh, just. Um, Recharging, it sounds like. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Again, staying busy and uh, trying to make sense out of what's going on in the world. Like, trying to... Uh, it's always, like, especially looking at living in a country that is not my nation of where I was born. Yeah. And uh, then following closely what's happening there. And Finland and Sweden are so similar on... Um, mm-hmm. You know, the language is super different. But culturally, historically, we were the same nation for, I think it's almost 700 years or something. Wow. And that is reflected in the culture, you know, we're and we're neighbors and all that. But the, how this has, what happened in the two different countries has been very, very different, hmm. uh, quite different policies. And it's too soon to really pass real judgment. And one day we'll be able to do that. Yeah. But... Uh, Still, I have concern. There are more more people who get sick, more people who sadly died in Sweden uh, than here in Finland, for instance. Hmm. Well, okay. So, I mean, it sounds like you're staying, obviously, up to date with news and things like that. So, uh, I have a question about, um, like, so... But for instance, if if you go a day where you're kind of just getting too much negativity, maybe from social media, if if you see that, or from the news, um, is there is there like an album that you can go back to? What's an album that you can revisit time and time again, and will like you know put a smile on your face or, or give you that positive little boost? Oh wow, those are many. We actually. Uh for future use just you know we start to learn that hey artists can post different playlists on um uh what's called spotify Mm -hmm. uh so you know so we right now we've been going running through all band members what we're listening to right now but we're we're all asked to put together kind of 
what we listened to when we were 14. And first oh, yeah. we made that kind of by wide de- definition and being there yeah, and allowing it to contain. I was thinking, yeah, when I was young. But then John, uh, our drummer, he started to really cut up at the, you know, stuff he listened to in his life and enjoyed up until he was 14 years and 364 days, you know, yeah. and then boom. So getting that more hard line on it. So I started to do the same. And that kind of uh, reminded me uh, a lot of what, you know, those things that you hear then really gets into your DNA later as a songwriter. And, uh, it, uh, you know, I've been listening, I'm, I'm still an active Devin Townsend listener and yeah. I've enjoyed also his latest album, uh, the empath immensely, you know, and we toured together last year and all that, but still going back to remember, oh yeah, physicist. That is, for instance, that that came back to me mm-hmm. or uh, more Ozzy Osbourne stuff because with the years I've been more, you know, leaning on Black Sabbath. Yeah. And uh, I also did back then, but there was a period when I started, uh, well, the Swedish Equality High School, one of my shields to the world and that you, you know, badges that you needed to wear uh, or hearts, yep, uh, markings to show who I was to two people when I was 16 or was writing Ozzy on my knuckles the way he has it tattooed. Yeah. And that kind of, and I think for instance, Blizzard of Oz has a B-sided that is crazy underappreciated, especially Revelation Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's so, I guess Blizzard of Oz, Physicist by Townsend, uh, the German band Gravedigger is also one of those. Yeah, okay. Going back to that in recent days, they did it on an uh, album called Tunes of War that I think predates or is around the time of the Braveheart movie. Uh-huh. And it's this kind of raw German old school heavy metal band, but it came out in 96. So it yeah. was you know, not hip at all. You know, their mullets and everything, but mm-hmm. that makes me love it every, even yeah. more. And they did a weird concept album about uh, the Scottish rebellion, <laughs> medieval rebellion. Oh, wow. That is very cheesy and very fantastic. And uh, so, I don't know. That, but that's <laughs> right the fun of it, right? This question, been, yeah, just as he has this question, it's been very specific things like that have been reawakened. Oh, and the manufacture by Fair Factory. Nice. Oh, I must. Cool. The list goes on. But I had really had a period where your question was more on point than I guess you'd realize. No worries, dude. Well, okay, let's let's get specific <laughs> here then. Like back in back when you were a kid and and you know, we got like allowance money or you 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 like uh, mowed someone's lawn or however you got a few dollars. Mm-hmm. What was the mm-hmm. first album that you ever purchased with your own money? Anasia by Megadeth. Nice. Okay. Nice, dude. And and uh, what what? How did you hear about them? How how did you know that you wanted to buy that with your own money? Well, uh, most of when I started to get into heavy music was through my older brother. Mm-hmm. So okay, cool. Thanks, brother. He, yeah, exactly. He had already a bunch of this. Like, I always attribute the fact I st- uh, the fact that I stopped cutting my hair to hearing Halloween and Blind Guardian. Okay. Those two bands, that's still where it started. And, you know, then I had a lot of music to discover through my, you know, from my brother's record collection. 
And at the same time, and Metallica was there, of course. Uh-huh. But then, uh, through a friend in school, but you know that friend with which I started to get into heavy music with, uh, and heavier music at the time, he showed me I think that album first. Now I guess he had borrowed it from the library or something, and someone had drawn a, a, a piece of male genitalia under between. Famous Saint Slag on the CD, <laughs> yeah, on the picture printed on the CD, if I remember, or the inlay of the booklet. But uh, and uh, he described me with me as like this guy was so wild he got kicked out of Metallica, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so it became like fittingly like my brother was a Metallica guy and I was the little brother and wanted something wilder and yeah. that was negative. Yeah, so, so it started with a uh, so. Euthanasia became the first first album I bought with my own money. Nice man. Well, um, what uh, what inspired you? I guess um, what was was there like a light bulb moment that made you decide like that you were gonna you know transcend from just being a fan you know and just going in a regular direction to like being on stage and and doing the band thing and and becoming a musician. Uh, when did you decide that? I think that dream predated the uh, metal for me. Oh, okay. That my kids, my kids, my parents put me in front of a piano with a teacher when I was four or five years old. Wow! And uh, and I also that uh, well, I'm I'm not as good as you. You know, when someone says you start playing at the age of four, did mm-hmm. you get a idea of how good they are? I'm not that kid. So because that particular teacher was sad that she was in a car accident when I was eight or nine. She oh, wow. lived, but she got a whiplash and had to retire early. Yeah. So I transitioned to the, the trombone, actually, yes. okay. in, in that age in Sweden. You know, you could, it was very accessible to get to play some kind of instrument. And mm-hmm. I fell for the trombone at that age. And and that's resist. then later came the guitar and the singing and, and all the stuff we're doing now. But that means... Uh, Music was very present in my life since uh, extremely early on. Mm-hmm. That uh, so the idea of yeah, you know, I can do this uh, that that didn't seem so far off, and uh, so that combined with that, I saw pro wrestling on TV. At the yes, uh, and I'm a big wrestling combined fan. With, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Well, I'm kind of I'm a bit out of touch now because it doesn't work for me if there isn't an audience. Sure, yeah. Especially when the crowd's in it. Understand. Right now, I'm actually watching uh, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling from 1983 is where I'm uh, oh my God, at man. right now. We could talk old school all day. With Andre the Giant is what I'm, uh, <laughs> where I'm awesome. at right now. And they left me on a cliffhanger on last episode I saw last night. So, <laughs> but, yeah, so, but being a kid, and this is, they showed it on Swedish TV with Swedish commentary. There was, it was, they were, you know, it was really, so this is probably, you know, the so-called new generation era in the early nineties. Yeah. Initially what we saw, what I got to see. And then once Hulk Hogan signed with WCW, the, the you know, the, the TV deals went where Hulk Hogan was. That is, you know, what the Europeans cared to buy and show the children here. Watch WCW. So, yeah. Nitro. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and uh, so those kind of things. At some point in that young age, but it must predate WCW, the way I remember it. That kind of superhero 
entering an, an arena and people cheer. Mm-hmm. That image in my head also predated metal. And, uh-huh. and just and music was just something I did and it had became so ingrained and it's also a way I would play at a friend's house. He had a MIDI sequencer program where you could write, you know, sheet music basically in into a, into the computer and it would play it. And because of those piano lessons, I could, you know, read sheet music uh, and never write it as when we were, you know, eight years old, I guess. So that was a way for us to play composing music was one of the things we played when we were kids together, this, you know, this friend and I. That's awesome. So it was, so it was always there. So I, I, the short answer, but you know, it's, I'm good at filling out air time, I guess. The short answer, good. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know when it began. Uh, it's just, it was kind of always there and it all came together. And when on one end, my brother showed me blank guardian and uh, Halloween and yeah. all that. And on the other hand, you had, uh, uh, yeah, Black Sabbath and uh, learning the old school stuff fairly early on uh, through, it must have started again with that, the Megadeth uh, friends uh, through his parents, probably, you know, kind of where it started. That's cool, man. I, 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 uh, you know, you kind of put me on, uh, you kind of gave me kind of a, I don't know. I, I, I totally hit like a, uh, a point where I realized I was like, holy crap, like looking at you guys on stage and looking at your, like, uh, your guys's extravagant setup and like your, your kind of the pageantry of it. I was like, that is totally wrestling. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. man. So, uh, I've, I've learned a lot from, uh, pro wrestling in the later years, just hearing the old school people talk. I think because, we are a theatrical group yeah. in the same way that uh, I think pro wrestling is a theatrical sport or, you know, uh, in, in the sense that pro wrestlers aren't actors. They are reactors. Uh, yeah. uh, what said, you can find a YouTube clip where Al Snow says that. And I think that's quite brilliantly said. And that is also what the, the theater that happens on an avatar stage isn't based off a script and a character and acting so it's not an act in that sense we are we are who we are and we just get to express ourselves um in in, in a way that few people get the opportunity to do yeah. and you do that in this symbiosis with the audience who and there, you know, the rest is talk about the psychology of a match and ring mm-hmm. psychology and mm-hmm. listening to the crowd and moving with that and steering them where you want them to go, uh, going on that trip together and being fed by the audience. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, that is a metal show. Totally. That's awesome, man. That's cool. I never really thought about that be, being a big metal fan and also a wrestling fan, but you being, um, you know, both of those things and being able to kind of describe it, it's kind of a beautiful thing for me. It, it like, it totally makes this connection. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, okay. So if, if you were, uh, suddenly put into the WWE performance center and, and, and you're making your debut on Monday night raw, if you were a wrestler, Johannes, what would your theme be? If you could choose. Hmm. Oh man, it depends. Depends on again what uh, what gimmick I would have, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, 
what would I use? Right now, I'm kind of inclined. I'm just because I'm sitting here where it's in front of me. Maybe something Fear Factory like would be cool. Nice. But I'm also, here's the thing, like before they started to care about licensing uh, back in the day. Yeah. I would probably, Road Warriors had the best uh, thing ever with Iron Man. Yes, absolutely. Dude, I gotta, I can't lie, man. Like, um, you know, I could pretend to be like this true cold underground guy, but the first time I ever heard Pantera was from Rob Van Dam and ECW. Well, there you go. So, well, the, the, you have to hear it somewhere. Yeah. ECW was kind of cold and underground. That's that's true. I mean, as far as wrestling goes, but you know that I, you know, the first time I heard so many different groups, the first time I saw Insane Clown Mm. Posse was on ECW and WWF. So there was all kinds of weird stuff that I get exposed to just through wrestling, but uh, a lot of good stuff too. So, um, but it's Paul Heyman for you. How he he, that tapped into that is the same. That it sounds like you might be of the same generation where how so many people still, you know, if you were born in a early to mid 80s i guess especially how the playstation game tony hawk yeah uh, the first the tony hawk game became this uh gateway drug for people that got into punk and hardcore and totally. all that yeah because of the soundtrack if you put that disc into the stereo and i guess it's uh no it happened like i guess that happens a lot in different ways in different periods are just when people manage to marry Muse capture whatever they're doing to capture the the side guys in yeah. one way or another through you know marrying what they're doing with the music going on at the time. I agree, man, and and that's also a big one for me is the Tony Hawk. You totally hit it, man. You're getting you're getting all, you're, you're you're understanding, dude. I think uh, wow. Um, so, uh, I am here to talk with you about the new album, Hunter Gatherer, coming out August 7th. Um, but first off, like, dude, it's a hell of a time to release an album, right? Yeah, it is. But um, we could not not do it. Yeah. For, you know, and I guess there are two main reasons for it. One is purely artistic. We made it. It's uh-huh. going out. Yeah. Ultimately, that's why we made it. Then the other, and the other side was it. Even if we would think, uh, even you know, there might have been something to be said about from a business perspective to just make sure that the marketing will, you know, will really help sell those tickets in the future and all that blah blah blah. Yeah. That might have been a reason to come up with an excuse and wait a year, but we. That would, you know, number one would be simply be dishonest. And then even if we wanted to, uh, after Country came out as a complete surprise to people, we didn't tell them we were in the studio. Yeah. Now this time we were way more open with the journey and made sure that people know that we were doing it because we wanted to do everything different this time. Totally. And for that reason, to so people knew that the album was, you know, all right, that's a wrap on the vocals. It's going to get mixed in the coming weeks. You totally, know? And yeah. Just pretend that nothing really happened for a year. It would have been a creative death for us, I think, or mm. maybe not a death, but put us in a coma. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so there's no other way to say it for us. And still, people are out there. People still want to listen to new music. Yeah. And uh, we still want to put it out, you know, it's, simple as that awesome man well i look forward to hearing the full thing and um 
What are what are a few words you would use to describe the album if you could? What what can you tell us about it? Oh, a few words. I don't know if you got the right guy for it, but uh, <laughs> in, I can I I can use words. Uh, nice. <laughs> we well the simple word like this is our our most our darkest and most aggressive album in a if if not ever then in a long long time. Basically, I actually did another interview where uh, uh, the lady who uh, interviewed me mm-hmm. was doing comparison to a very old album of ours, Schlacht. Yeah. And just in terms of aggression and still how very different they are. And it comes, I guess, from uh, a certain maturity in the best sense of the world. And I guess the, uh, in, in the word, and I guess the, the analogy I used to that made sense to me is the different types of aggression is if we think of it as a violent each album as violent horror movies then uh, Schlacht that was made when we were much younger was more blunt that is the axe murderer that is Friday the 13th that's Jason that is gruesome slightly ineffective brutal act of of murder in a horror movie and uh, and now the 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 killer, the horror movie killer that would be better represent uh, this one is something with more precision. Mm. One of those kind of you know how how you suspect how people think that Jack the Ripper probably uh, was a surgeon or something highly okay. educated because of yeah. how how competent his uh, acts were from a cutting standpoint. This is more razor sharp like that, more. I guess more articulate in what we want to say and why we want to say the things we say. Huh. So it has that going for it, for sure. And uh, that kind of, again, maturity in the best sense of the word, I guess, it, also, it links itself to the fact that um, oh, I, I swear I was going somewhere with this when I lost it. It, so- it sounds more finely tuned and kind of more deliberate in your in your mission then. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's also because we did have this period now of where we decided to try comedy and put out this inside joke of an album and we had an amazing time yeah. and especially because all the, all the fans were so on board to play with us and yeah, do this insane world building with us that magical time but as we did that the thing is that I personally learned to use music as and creating music as a f- form of therapy in my life, and and just how you know, like our, like songwriters do, processing life mm-hmm. experiences and emotions through what I write. And doing Avatar had this uh, Avatar Country had the side effect of base. It was kind of like suddenly I didn't get to see my psychiatrist for two years. So huh. the, the dark, the darkness that come, came up on this album became more compact pitch black than ever before. Oh yeah. And that also another side of it. And again, that was the thing about the maturity yeah. uh, side of it, I guess is, I can't believe I lost it again. Uh, sorry, uh, okay. <laughs> I was totally heading somewhere with this. And, uh, uh, 
No worries, the, man. Well, yeah, you have. So with, with each with each album, each album has been hundred percent honest as far as I'm concerned, and we are concerned as a band. Yeah, uh, and uh, but it's just that with every passing year, there's a level of self consciousness you can remove. You can peel off another layer of the onion that is you if you you know try to at least work on yourself and this is yet another layer removed where i feel the subjects of the songs and how they how personal they are are they always were but it's just at this time they they reach a new definitely hit a new level of that this time where uh and because feathers and flesh was also very much about failure and death and failure. Yeah. And, uh, but I was, I guess, very fear driven. And then there's an, uh, uh, an attempt this time, maybe to the songs that deal with those kind of subjects are, it's more about owning it this time. So more outspoken in that sense. Oh, that's and then other than that, it's just again angry, aggressive, heavy, to the point, razor sharp, articulated. Uh, therefore, I, I we still are in that stride where I get to say without feeling like I'm lying to you that it's our best work yet. That's awesome, man. I'm 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 excited to hear it, and and, and I'm excited to hear that raw honesty mixed with like your guys is like badass just like all in but also razor sharp focus I, I like these uh descriptions man it sounds like it's going to be a hell of an album again it's coming out august 7th it's called hunter gatherer um yeah man it's been awesome talking with you uh, i appreciate you taking the time i have one more question for you though and this is gonna this is gonna bring you down a weird road so be prepared Pick a scar. Right. Pick a pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar, Johannes. All right. Uh, looking around on my, I one on my skull where I just I fell out of the what's it called carriage baby carriage. Oh no! When I was, uh, I didn't need to sew. It was exactly as bad as it could get without needing any kind of actual surgical treatment yeah. uh but there's not more much more than that i guess brutal well, baby. i'm missing a, a p- missing a piece of my uh, one of my front teeth that has been repaired it's not a scar per se but still i was uh 12 and we were visiting relatives and i was responsible for my two younger sisters taking them to a playground and so I played with them and whatever uh, we were playing had me being on top, you know, it's one of those, it's kind of like a tree house built by the government, uh, kind of structure. So it was up pretty high. Yeah. And uh, I forgot for a moment that gravity was a thing and that I wasn't Spider-Man and I jumped down from it to land on the ground or Batman badass. Halfway through the, I realized that this was a stupid mistake. And I kind of land uh, kneeling, you know? So it kind of looked like Batman on a distance, I guess. Kneeling uh, on one knee and my hands hitting the ground. Yeah. But you know, I guess my uh, 
head kept having momentum enough so that I hit my chin on my knee. And I then was able to somehow bite a bit through my tongue and slam my teeth together. So a chip of a tooth came out. Jeez. And that squishy stuff inside was exposed. So breathing was unpleasant. Damn, dude. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Sounds pretty brutal, dude. You're a brutal little kid. Um, uh, Yeah. That's the only way to live, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any final words for the Northwest audience before I let you go? For the Northwest? Yeah, for uh, Seattle. Uh, any any final yeah, words? Yeah, exactly. No, I specifically. Uh, you you probably have the most. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. Suck up to you because. Ah, uh, just the nature up there, man. Yeah, you're lucky. It's the. Uh, it's not that far off from Northern Europe and stuff, but still, the the magnitudes of uh, every time we're we're there, and aside from, you know, I'm not gonna. I love playing Seattle and all around there, but I love playing everywhere. So the fact that it always feels special is, uh, you shouldn't feel too special about that, <laughs> but the nature, the surroundings, the whole, I hear the Twin Peaks soundtrack in my head, whether I listen to it or not, when, when around there, it's, uh, Pacific Northwest is one of my you know, favorite areas of, of, of the planet. Dude, if if you come back and there's a time in the next couple of years where you guys are were touring, well, when anyone can tour, but you know, uh, when you guys come back, I would love to bring you to the restaurant where they film Twin Peaks. For a cherry pie and a damn good cup of coffee. Absolutely, dude. That'd be a really cool <laughs> time. Awesome. I appreciate the, the offer. Thank you. Absolutely, man. And again, uh, the new Avatar record is uh, called Hunter Gatherer coming out August 7th on E1. You can pre-order a copy. Johannes Eckerstrom, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you. And all the best to you. And stay safe until we can tour again. Thanks, dude. And uh, we look forward to hearing the album. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.